0: Hey there, everybody. This is JVL. Every Friday, Sarah Longwell and I do a secret podcast, and we wanted to share with you a little clip of today's show. And if you want to get the full thing, go and uh, join us and become members at Bulwark Plus. Here's the show.
1: Mr. Crane comments have caused quite a stir uh, among the chattering classes uh, because, Not, I think, because uh, it's so unexpected, I guess, but I think because people have been looking for clues about what DeSantis' strategy is going to be. And it looks like this is like a very strong indication it's going to be run basically exactly like Trump um, policy-wise and do an entire base play and try to chip away at the Trump supporters. And one thing, you know, I don't know if I said this Uh, We talked about this in the next level, so we can only belabor it so much, Uh, though I do have, like, increasing thoughts about it. But one of them is it's been interesting to see how much criticism DeSantis has gotten Um, because, you know, he has the same position as Donald Trump and you don't hear these guys coming out, (laughs) rushing out to (laughs) condemn Trump's position very often. And I have a question for you, which is, do you think that is because – because I have different Theories. So it could be so simple as the fact that, well, Donald Trump was always like an outlier. And so people treated him like an outlier. They didn't want to comment on every outlier thing that he did. And they basically, part of their strategy with Trump was, well, this is why you got to be in the administration to keep this stuff from happening. And like, you got to be part of the Western world order. And, you know, James Mattis made that calculation and they were pulling things off Trump's desk that would have threatened this. Um, so, so on one hand... There's a Trump was always an outlier, and we had to find different ways to different workarounds. And criticizing him in the press was not one of them. Then my alternate theory, though, could be that Trump brought real menace. You know, it's like an under-discussed thing how afraid people were not of him just politically because he controlled oh, yeah. the base, but like, like for their bodily harm. Do you, you remember know? all
0: those comments from like Pennsylvania state legislators, legislators who you know during the like, hey, I have to vote for this stupid thing that the because legisl- I don't want them to firebomb my house. That's do, right. Do like I've that? got
1: the number of people who are like, I've got little kids. Yeah. Uh Like the one of the guys, the impeachers, who decided not to run again was just like, I've got little kids, I can't go through this. Um, and I know privately. That there were people who wanted to impeach Donald Trump, and because they had small children, also earlier they that's what they said. They said, I've got little kids, I like cannot risk this. Um, and so, so anyway, menace, or like is it that they were more scared of Trump and DeSantis just like doesn't have the juice to unleash a horde of angry psychopaths on them the way that Trump does, uh, or would be unwilling to, and so they treat him like a normal politician, or is it also maybe it's just because DeSantis was never the president yet and so they they can do more to like get him on side you know they're like cajoling him out front here what do you think
0: i think you're giving them too much credit for good faith oh great um i i look at it as as two things first of all the the approach to trump has always been to try to pray the gay away Right. It's it's a
1: the tweet. I didn't see the tweet. I didn't see it.
0: I you know, if I just pretend that he's I'm pretending that he's not a declared president for these United States. And so uh, if then I just don't have to engage with it. Right. And somehow this problem will take care of itself. Right. It's like the, the, the Ted C. McGinley in office space. You know, hold the phone there, you know. I don't think we have to do anything. The problem just takes care of itself when they're talking about Milton. You, you love office space, don't you?
1: Uh, I, I love. I like office space. I can certainly, I can, I can quote some what? office space.
0: Only like. Oh, that's a subject for another show. Um, so that's half of it. But the second half is they are, they are willing, I think, to try to nudge DeSantis onside, as you say, now. But they also know they have to be careful because they're going to be with DeSantis at the end no matter what. Right. And they know that. Right. I mean, deep down, these guys all know that no matter what – I mean, DeSantis could come out for for sacrificing goats, you know, tomorrow as like, you know, our foreign policy is we're going to do Santeria and that's how I'm going to determine what – and they're all going to be for him no matter what. Because they've decided that he's the only way to beat Trump, and they can't go through that again. Yeah, right. The thing they want least in the world, and this is why secretly many of them voted for Joe Biden, something I I have been told by many of them, uh, you know, off off the record. Um, they they were desperate not to go through another four years like they they did with Trump because they hated it. There's nothing worse than waking up every morning and seeing that this is the insane thing the president tweeted at 1.30 a.m. that I have to now spend my day defending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're going to just – they're just going to be – and they, they do not have any – I don't know if it's a failure of the imagination or just that they understand the base. Um, but they do not see a world in which Brian Kemp or Mike Pence or Nikki Haley could actually become the nominee yeah and so maybe that's failure of the imagination or maybe they just understand where the base voters are very well. I think I probably agree with that analysis. yes, myself um, but uh so they're gonna be with they're gonna be with DeSantis. and so this is a demonstration a demonstration attack in a sense to show like, hey, look, we're kind of independent. We won't just roll over for everything so that when they roll over for everything, they can say, but remember that time? In in March of I've 2023. I've made it clear where I
1: stand on Ron DeSantis' position on Ukraine, which is that right. I disagree with it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I'm going to vote for him anyway so that he can pursue it. Yeah. Ron DeSantis has taken the opposite of the Jeb. But remember, Jeb Bush was willing to lose the primary in order to win the general. Ron DeSantis is willing to lose the general in order to win the primary mm-hmm. uh, on the assumption that once he's the nominee – Joe Biden is a thousand years old. Yeah, anything could happen, right? I mean, voters are attention attention spans are. Still, David David Frum had a really interesting piece last week. I think it was maybe it was this week. It's been a long week. Uh, you know, Ron DeSantis is a one stage rocket, and Frum thinks that DeSantis is in the process of uh, irrevocably damaging himself for the general election, and I don't know that I agree with that. People, people's attentions are incredibly short. Uh, people, voters vote irrationally, as as I point out all the time. And uh, I don't know, like a young forty two year old guy, or however old the Sanders is 46, I think forty six. Well, you know, running against uh, an old guy. Maybe there's a recession, even if there's not a recession. Right? They could always gin up some something terrible is happening. Right there's always something terrible that's happening, and uh, he's got at least a fifty fifty shot. So why not go as hard to MAGA as he needs to in order to beat Trump? Yeah, right. I, I think all of DeSantis's calculations here are rational from his perspective.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I think they're rational, and and you know, I, actually, I want to talk about you something with you on the secret that's sort of that that's adjacent to this, which is. Your point about right, these guys are going to vote for him anyway because they can't go through it again with Trump. That's true of us too, kind of right. Like it, I I do feel so so. You know, I get very. Um, Part of watching these Republicans criticize DeSantis, you know, I want to be like, oh, wait a minute. Are we allowed to criticize DeSantis? I thought the rules were no one's allowed to criticize (laughs) DeSantis because, you know, if you criticize him, then you are taking – you know, you are – it's because you want Trump, you grifters. Um, And uh, I don't want Trump as genuinely as I've ever not wanted anything. And so – uh, and I do think DeSantis is ultimately less dangerous. Uh, and you can make – I understand all the arguments and I can tell you I think DeSantis is illiberal and bad and I would, I'm going to do everything I can to defeat him in the general election. But as a matter of um, rolling the dice on Trump as a general election candidate, the a guy who would completely lay waste to the Western world order as well as every part of our system of laws, uh, forget norms – Uh, just laws as a second term president uh i just think the the that is a terrifying scenario that i want to avoid at all costs including the cost of DeSantis, who is more likely i think uh to beat joe biden in a general election than trump is um and i understand that as like if you're just if you're just a partisan you know strategically that doesn't uh you're, you're like well but but I don't know, Joe Biden has a better shot at beating Donald Trump. I agree with that. I also agree we shouldn't roll the dice on it. Uh, Or I also, I believe we shouldn't roll the dice on it. So here's the deal. What do we do about Ron DeSantis? Uh, You know, I think that these guys who are arguing we have to, we can never criticize, you know, I think they're full of BS. And it has been interesting to watch the way they kind of like tap out (laughs) whenever DeSantis does something (laughs) that's like, you know, exactly what Trump did and how they, it's so important to them to stay in the party to do it. But I I also feel like oh like I like I'm watching DeSantis slip and I'm not happy about it. Or, you know, I'm like nervous about it. I was I'm talking to these focus groups. The Trump message about him being an establishment guy, like it's sort of starting to like you can see it bubbling in well,
0: let's, a little let's, bit. Let's talk about that. So you yeah. you sent me the Nate Cohn piece today where Cohn says uh Trump has audibly opened up his audibly, has has visibly opened up his <laughs> audibly, has visibly opened up his his lead over DeSantis over the last mm, month, I think he said. And he said the, the way to do this, the way to see this, the way it's observ- observable because so many of the polls are so wildly different, is to not track the movement of the polls against each other, but only track them internally. And he said no matter what the deficit was between the two, within the same polls, Trump is up, I think he said, about four points and DeSantis down about four points. And that this is a time frame outside of what you would expect for the post-election bump. Uh, Like those effects should have worn off. And Cohn has a bunch of theories as to why this is. But, I wanted to ask you if you have have seen that, if you if you're hearing the same the same stuff in the focus groups,
1: yeah. So so I you know, one of the things that I try not to do too much because it's not qualitative research isn't built for it, is like do the numbers. But I, but I, I for the seeker podcast, uh, I'll say that we have done actually, hold on, I've got it right here. Let me pull it up. Um, cause this was, uh, pretty interesting to me. We, I had someone on my team go and like, uh, pull together how many people we've talked to over the last couple months. And, um, it was, uh, of, of all the two-time Trump voters, um, where we didn't screen for anything. They're just generic two-time Trump voters. 20 of them wanted to su- support DeSantis and 15 of them Trump. Okay. Uh, okay, so so DeSantis and, – and so like one of the things I've been talking about a lot is how much people want to move on. Like this is just replete through the groups, but – and I, that I and I, that I would have to screen. So uh, like a month or two ago, but when I wrote that piece for the Bulwark uh, about the Whit Ayers poll, uh, we had to go screen for people who basically had very high favorability of Trump in order to find people who were definitely going to vote for him. Because in the groups, I was just seeing all like, eh, I don't think he can win. I got to move on. I was like, man, this is like everybody – Um, And so I was really trying to figure out how big the always Trumpers were. Now, this month, right, those groups that reflect more recently are much closer, uh, where you have not half, it's less. DeSantis is still more of them. You got a fair number of people in the just generic groups who are saying Trump, number one. Number two, I started to be like, okay, so you guys like DeSantis. What happens if DeSantis flames out or doesn't run? Like what? What do you do? Do you vote for Nikki Haley? Do you vote for Mike Pence, Mike Pompeo? Or do you vote for Trump? Most of them say Trump. Like Trump's their second (laughs) choice, which means like the thing that happens is if DeSantis – who now is all expectation. No one's really seen him. And this is why when people are like, who's going to be the nominee? How do you do this? I'm like, literally no one's seen him. It is very difficult to game out. We are running on the fumes of media interpretation of like what DeSantis is doing in Florida um, and like what voters' general impressions of him are. And this is one of the things I was saying on TV last night to understand about voters. Voters' relationship with Donald Trump, good, bad, ugly, super deep. Nothing yeah. you could tell them about Donald Trump that's news to them, right? Nothing. DeSantis, the relationship is very shallow. They like DeSantis. They think he's great. They think he's a younger, smoother version of Trump that is more electable. And that is based on a bunch of Fox News clips of him yelling mm-hmm. at teenagers in masks and fighting with Disney and calling people groomers and, uh, you know, how he handled COVID, which people really liked, um, and all his wokester stuff. But, like... They haven't been through the ringer with him. They got a dance with voted him, for, for him. They've never voted right. for this him. Right, this is they
0: voted for Trump twice. That's There's right. a reason why if you've been in the Senate for two terms and you run for a third term, you're usually pretty safe because people have voted for you twice and that creates a bond, right? This yeah. is all the political science shows this, right? Once you vote for a candidate, you become bonded to them because you feel like, well, I own this and I got to defend it and and then you've done it again, right? You it a second time you voted for them.
1: And so when I start to hear them, and so and this is the other thing that I think is really important. Republican voters, more and more increasingly, exist in a media ecosystem that nobody sees, that the mainstream journalists don't see. And that's why a bunch of things they miss a bunch of stuff because they're like, Well, I don't know. So it's like it's like how all of a sudden the polls are showing half of Republicans. Uh, support like getting out of Ukraine like they don't want to help and everyone's like well what, is, what what's happening these numbers have just been steadily going up like in the beginning people were really supportive if you spend any time listening to Steve Bannon's war room or the Daily Wire or any of the outfits that these people are like injecting into their veins it is all or Tucker or it's like why what are we doing over there when we have so many problems here we've got this Open border that we're not addressing, and over time, you know what we can't we can't have a blank check and send all this money. Uh, and over time, that makes a real difference in how these people are thinking. And so, you know, if Ron DeSantis comes out and doesn't meet the hype, like doesn't you know he is kind of surly or not very charismatic or um, has positions people don't like, or Trump's able to paint him as establishment, like he could lose altitude. So fast. Uh, and I just, I'm just, I'm very nervous. This is how I feel right now. And, and the thing is, is, it's such a weird position to be in where I like really hate Ron DeSantis. And when he comes out and makes these comments about Ukraine, I want to destroy Ron DeSantis. I want to make sure everybody understands who this guy is. His Neville Chamberlain-like BS, and how how irresponsible it is because he knows better. Like Trump actually is sort of like deep down an isolationist. That's who he is because he's an idiot uh, and doesn't care about things like the Western World Order. Ron DeSantis knows better, so I hate him more. Um, but isn't he the one we have to go with? Just anyway, you talk now. Well, the co-
0: I mean, the good news is it's not up to us.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. right.
0: So we we do not have the remote control with two buttons on it where we we have to push one of them. We will simply have to deal with the world as Republican primary voters make it. And, uh, you know, like, look, if Joe Biden is running unopposed in the Democratic primary and there is a competitive Republican primary and. I uh, when it comes to my state, I would I would re-register because in in New Jersey, you have to register as a party uh, and I am unregistered. So I would register as a Republican so that I could vote against both Trump and DeSantis. Who would I vote for? I don't know. Pick whoever the most normal person is just to try to siphon some percentage away from the top two. Uh, That won't be meaningful. It'll just be sort of for my own. You know, (laughs) to 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 soothe my own my own sense of culpability, Uh, but the rest of us we we're going to live in the world these primary voters make. Here, here's my question for you. So, you you I think rightly put a lot of emphasis on uh, media diet and media ecosystem. So Fox is. All in for Desantis. Yep. At the, as we now know from the depositions, uh, at at basically the instruction of Rupert Murdoch. Yes. Right.
1: Wall Street the, Journal, New York Post. Right. All, all the Murdoch properties are
0: full. Full Desantis. Now, on the one hand, I would assume that that would be a problem for Trump. He doesn't have Twitter. He can't go on Twitter because Musk is a DeSantis stan as well. And if he is relying on Twitter, then Musk can do whatever he wants to him, right? And Trump isn't going to make himself vulnerable for that. Uh, And I understand that calculation. On the other hand, if you believe the polling we saw this week of Republicans and Fox viewers, one in five Fox viewers think that the network ought to be held to account for lying to them over the 2020 election, is that going to make them seeing DeSantis being pushed relentlessly on Fox in a negative light, right? Is that going to feed the Trump narrative of, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is the same Republican establishment that we saw in 2015 that was telling us how great Jeb Bush and George W. Bush was. And now Jeb Bush has endorsed Ron DeSantis and all of these, you know, Brett Baer Cuck Rhino, Brett Baer is pushing Ron DeSantis and uh, these people lied to us. No, this is we got to tear down the establishment. And that's why we have to vote for the former president of the United States. Right. Do you see mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Like Trump is, is attempting to be anti-establishment again, which is hard when you're the leader of the party and and the former president. But on the other hand, it is true. That the entire Democratic – or the entire Republican and conservative establishment is basically for DeSantis. Yeah. And so Trump will be the insurgent anti-establishment candidate in that way. Yes. So what do you – what is the – how does the Fox stuff break out? So this is – How does that wash out?
1: Yeah. So I was just thinking about this as you were talking, and I think – don't you think they'll try to have it both ways –
0: Hey, again, it's JVL. The conversation goes on from there. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head on over to Bulwark Plus and subscribe. We'd love to have you.